Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. we go shoulder <laughs> it's growing on me there's a big big sound from the west of the town it's shoulder footy cast live from backchat studios you like that skater i thought well, i like that actually oh, it's growing on me and so have the giants and i've got to say i mean the uh the carlton collingwood romance of a grand final is there for a lot of people but i tell you the giants have become my sort of de facto final side. What about a Brisbane GWS grand final? Talk about the oxygen coming out of Melbourne <laughs> in uh, in a week where... You... That would be so... <laughs> I want that, just I'd to be... piss everyone well, off I, there. You know what? I don't think the AFL, though, I think they'd be happy for the Giants to win a flag. Yeah. They would be. No question about that. Yeah. But in terms of the atmosphere and the hype... Look, he couldn't match Carlton Collingwood, but anyway, we'll discuss that at some stage. Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios. I've been away for a week, Skeeter. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Send us your questions. Uh, we'll get through the Thirsty Camel clanger of the week. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at Thirsty Camel. I've got some I've got some decent clangers this week, Skeeter. Have there's, you? there's some decent ones. Um, so I was, I was over uh, back home last week. And um, look, it's, there's no real, you know, easy way to sort of probably go through this, I suppose. But I um, lost my brother um, yesterday uh, to cancer, so we've, we've we have spoken about him here on the podcast. Mm. And um, yeah, he's a sort of bloke that uh, really was a big fan of both my footy and, and my media stuff. So definitely wanted to be here and do this. But um, clearly, my 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 mind and heart is is probably elsewhere at the moment. But we will get through and do some of this, mate. But as you know. It's no no good losing fam, family members like that. No, and uh, I totally sympathise with you. And uh, our hearts go out to you and, and your mum and your brother. And I know it's been a bit of a long process. And uh, apart from the banter, the sledging, the fun we have, I think there's a the genuine care factor amongst the, the family in here and back chat. And um, I know anyone who listens would also, it resonates with them. And, you know, I lost my dad 18 months ago and others have lost, you know, parents or brothers, etc. And you feel a bit numb and you feel pretty flat about life and footy is uh, about the 15th thing on your uh, priorities. But, uh, yeah, as I say, our thoughts are with you, mate. And uh, I think, I always say this, you know, you take as much time as you need. If you need to work to make yourself uh, keep the mind going, that's the best way to do it. Or Otherwise, I think um, whatever you do, um, it's your call and people will support you. I spent all week back there last week and one thing I did, you know, uh, one thing I did appreciate was, was footy, actually, and um, the fact that, as much as we come in here and, and, and genuinely just talk shit, um, it, it is a great distractor and, and also a connector of people, whether you're um, going through something in, a, you know, in a hard times or you're, um, or you're looking for great times. It's, it's actually got something for everyone. So 
the footy being on and, mm. and all of that happening is as being good. So I, you know, I think personally, um, you know, I've been doing footy for a while now, and, and I think I want to continue to do so. And I know Jace, uh, mm. you mentioned this to me last week. When we were talking. He was very keen for you to have a. Um, a bit of a shindig um, and around grand final week yeah. in Melbourne, so he would not be wanting well, uh, any any sorrow. He's timed it well, actually, because, yeah, he, he he speaks about, um, yeah, he didn't want a funeral, he didn't want religious sort of stuff. He wants a celebration of his life and he wanted it a couple of weeks after he passed away because he, he feels like everyone will be too sad um, immediately after that, which is, he's incredibly self-aware because it's probably correct. So we do it. I think it's going to be around the grand final. <laughs> he's, he's timed it well, a big fella. But uh, um, yeah, thoughts to, to mum and, and the family absolutely. as well. Um, so let's get into this, Skeeter. Um, I, I reckon um, putting a bit of a smile on mine and others' faces would be a good way to go. So I don't want this to be a morbid show. No, no. But that being said, I, I hate to draw the from one to, to another. But yeah. the, the biggest story on the weekend, apart from the two semifinals, was it was the passing of Ronald Dale Barassi at the age of uh, 87. And... and uh, not insignificant either was uh, the passing of Kevin Cowboy Neal, who was a, a St Kilda great, played in their uh, only premiership in 1966, kicked five goals. He didn't get the, the kudos that Barry Breen did for kicking the behind, which of course got them across the line against Collingwood. But uh, to Cowboy Neal, he was obviously much loved and uh, a double blow for, for Australian football. But going back to Ron Barassi, I didn't I only saw stuff of him on TV, bits like you now looking at highlights, but... Um, what a contributor, what a man in the AFL is having a press conference um, later this morning, which not confirmed, but oh, I think it makes a bit of sense. There's no Premiership Cup named after an icon of Australian football, and I think Ron fits into that category. So don't be surprised if we see the Brassy Cup presented um, on Saturday week to one of the four remaining sides. Oh, I saw an all-time stat on Ron Brassy too. I think you, you know how great of a player he was. Certainly out of my era. And mine as well, just quietly. Yeah. Playing <laughs> it was 15 years, you prick, before I was born. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it was a 40-year-old senior <laughs> stands watching oh, yeah. his business in the 50s. Give me a break. Uh, so in the last 25 years, there's four players that have um, been involved in either as a player or as a coach. Subordinate players, finals. yes. Uh, Franklin's one of them. Clarkson's one of them. Hardwick, I think. Hardwick's one of them. and then my, There's one more. Buckley? Would it be Buckley? Could be. I, I don't know. So 25 years, it's six. In the 25-year period that Ron Barassi was involved in footy, or certainly a 25-year period, he was involved in 17. That 17 grand finals. Yeah. That is outrageous. I think he was asked by Neil Mitchell. I think he was in, in and, and he lost, I think, seven or whatever. And Neil Mitchell's question was, um, so how did you lose a seven? <laughs> it was like such a such a record. At different times, I'll, I'll say this with total respect. I mean, it was a VFL competition. Um, if you were with a club like Carlton, um, and of course with Melbourne uh, initially, yeah, it's uh, the competitive nature of the competitions become really difficult, but those numbers speak for themselves. And uh, we talked about uh, Mr. Football, Teddy Whitten. Uh, from a West Australian perspective, doesn't have the same, I guess, um, the same standing because he was a Victorian and obviously most of his um, career and life was spent over there. But, um, you, you know, a champion, a great when you see one. Well, it'll be good if it is named after him. I think that probably sounds pretty fitting. 
given his contribution to the game. Uh, while I was away, there was a fair bit going on. Oh, if we just rewind the clock a little I'll bit. See what, uh, and and it all said. Now you know my social media skills are pretty ordinary, but uh, Hammer Hamish Brayshaw, he started to trend. It was a viral. Is that the right term? He was going viral right here on the show, the footy cast. <laughs> Absolutely, and no, there was a Herald Sun, and there was TV, and. And that was just. I saw him do an interview on Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10, Fox Footy, Gas. <laughs> he was doing articles. Oh, yeah. How bloody good. As you know, any publicity is good publicity. Oh, yeah. And as soon as I've got to say, you know, any, even a, not a good journalist can sit down and, and, and I was interviewing him on the Monday or chatting to him and asking him about the, the, the Angus incident. And I'm thinking, oh dear, this is this is going to be picked up somewhere. He's got to realise, and he, he was quite comfortable. He did he did give the AFL a bit of a whack, which I think, in hindsight, probably was just a bit emotional, which do, I get. Do you know what I, I thought? Um, yeah, okay, but maybe a tiny bit overboard, but a few things. His brother, uh, you know, given what we spoke mm. about off the top of this show, it means more to people than footy. So if you're someone's brother. It doesn't matter if you're in the media or you've played footy. Or you're gonna you're gonna go and have their back, your brother. Yeah, and, and I couldn't have loved that more. Um, the actual incident. So just going back, I reckon you've. I think I read this because you were quite. Uh, speaking of hammer getting smashed on social media, you decided well. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I might just jump in here, uh, come out of the trenches and run towards the enemy <laughs> with a pistol and they've got rifles ready to come back anonymously and go bang, bang, bang. So, so t- why, why did you get so invested in it? Well, a couple of reasons. <laughs> Number one. You're um, a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I am a dickhead. Number two, like in, in the same vein of being a dickhead, I remember texting either Jaden or Dow said, I reckon I can get Collingwood fans going here. So I just thought, you know what, like most of my stuff on Twitter is just tongue-in-cheek firmly and I just like, I'll see if I can prod and push a little bit. It's a little bit like footy field for me. Footy field, I'd be on the app, I'd be elbowing, like carrying on a dickhead. But as soon as the siren goes and it's all over, I'm back to to me. Some people get bloody carried away. Nathan Buckley was calling out my integrity. And I'm very happy to call him back. Are you fucking kidding me, Nathan? Hang on, what, 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 in what sense the integrity? I aspect? said one of my tweets, which again was a was amongst a big, big uh, range of tweets targeting the Collingwood Football Club and their fan base. Which again, tongue in cheek, like Maynard, give it or I mean, give it, take it or leave it. I don't know if he gets weeks. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't get weeks. He plays. He's a good player. Yeah. Good, good I said something like, "Let's be honest." Where you sit on this Maynard thing is whether you like the Collingwood Football Club or not, basically. And 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 then Nathan said, yeah, be, or, there'd certainly be a lot of footy people like that. If you Nathan, Nathan said, oh, maybe you could just have some integrity. Okay, calm down, Nathan. Seriously, I like, think have a laugh. He's a you know I've met well, Nathan a couple of times and he's a really nice fella. But I, sometimes I think unless you know Will Schofield or know someone yeah, okay. and their sense of humour, it, yeah. it can be and Twitter can read literally as opposed to. Uh, so just quickly, you know the you, other thing. What? Nathan Buckley is also a coach and player for the Collingwood Football Club, so he literally proved my point. Couldn't have proved it anymore. Yeah, but also you, you play for the West Coast Eagles, beat them in a the grand final. Yeah, that was, so the, yeah, that was so the point I was making. There might have been a bit of saltiness. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're thinking of you. Yeah, anyway. Hope you're sleeping well, Nathan. Did He's a nice fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Anyway, I'm looking forward to Friday night. Um, do you think that the right decision was made with Maynard? Um, look, I think this year it was. I think the precedent that's been set um, with some of the decisions this year and the inconsistencies we've seen, I think actually it was. Is it the re- correct decision? No. Like we we, we will we will probably see that will that. be changed. We will see that suspended next year. Mm. So 
I can't sit here and say he should have been suspended because we haven't seen that enough in you know the what? AFL this year. We haven't seen that at all. I, I can't remember a case, an incident. Yeah. Like that. That's why it was so hard to judge. I'm a bit with you. Uh, Maynard, I love the way he goes about his footy. I didn't want right. him to miss a grand final. Never I wouldn't right. have minded him missing a prelim final. Just... Just to show you, the bloke was concussed for two minutes. He, he he left the ground, albeit that he was. People are saying it was a footy act. Well, so is tackling, so is bumping. But so if he, spoiling, if, so he, is mark, if you get it wrong, stuff. if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. I just think that to get a zero penalty and, and brace short, well, his season's over now, of course. But to miss a, a semi final because of that, because of that, I, I was in the camp of a suspension. But again, maybe I was going for the the half pregnant thing. I didn't want him to get three weeks and miss a GF. But I thought he there had to be some price to pay for albeit and they're saying yeah, they're saying that he was uh, he launched and he couldn't turn and Brayshaw should have ducked and diving anyway the bloke got poleaxed um, Maynard gets off um, so good luck we, to him we move on uh, Hamish Brayshaw had a pretty big Monday he won the standover oh, yeah. that night with you what, what, you, you were hobnobbing up there were you with well, the champagne seeing glasses it. oh sorry yeah so, so I'm, I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here <laughs> sitting here talking to him on the Monday morning and of course I've you know NDA, I've got to just. You know, oh, did you know? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hosting the event. Is that right? No, I just didn't. Yeah, so oh, you knew. Well, I think you, yeah, there are certain people that know because of the role that they play. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's quite difficult. Well, it wasn't difficult because I just I just th- I was looking to hammer and I did something with him for Channel Seven that day. How are you going to go? All that sort of stuff. So that's uh, great. So next time I saw him on Thursday, so he's gone from you know headlines with the, the anger situation to to winning a, a Sandover. So it was huge. I was really happy for him. I thought he was a massive chance to win it. We were mm. we were trying to get there, and in the end, I wouldn't have been out of to go. But Dan and I were trying to get there because I just I'd seen his stats and his form during the yeah. year and what he was doing. He was kicking goals. He was well, having, that's the thing. I think 24, 25 goals. That makes mate, a big difference that, for a mid. That, that jumps up off the page as a midfielder. Mm. Their whole midfield went extremely well, didn't they? Yeah, like, well, Shoemaker, Croden, they all got plenty of it and, and votes as well. So, no, well done to Hamish and I bumped into him at the CAS afterwards and he was, I think uh, his brother, obviously, Andrew, turned up and nice. and uh, and, uh, and I think I mentioned this in the last pod, you weren't here, but anyway, so I, I had a room for the night um, at Crown Towers. Right? Yes. Did um, you buy that yourself? Or? No, I didn't. It was just, just let's not worry about where the cost <laughs> There's no big, big sound coming from my room. I'll tell you why. Because, because so I've driven and I've thought I'll just, you know, drive home because I'm going to do brekkie right the next morning. And so I've told this before, but in essence, Olivia, my daughter, said, I'll take the room, Dad, of course. Yeah, jump Perfect. in, a little freebie. Uh, any breakfast included, Dad? I said, no, sister, go and buy some McDonald's down the, in the foyer afterwards. But anyway, so she's got the room. She went to the Sandover. My other daughter, Georgia, decided to stay as well. 11.30, finished late, the Sandover. Yes. I've decided I've been dragged out by a guy called Paul Higgins, who works at the Shoe and, yes. and all the East Perth uh, cronies, up to celebrate the victory, hammer rocks up. And so I've had two beers, about six bourbons, you know, three shelters, and, and I was... So I couldn't drive, essentially. So I ended up um, wandering back to the room, and I had to, uh, reluctantly, well, the girls didn't want, I had to sleep on the edge of the bed with the, the two daughters. So was it? No, <laughs> oh, sleeping next great. to you, two 22-year-old twins. Uh, not the best look, but you know what? Better than jumping in a car um, at 1.30 in the morning. To be honest, time. I thought that was going another way. No, it's you, all clean. You walked in there and found Hamish Brush. <laughs> oh, so, no, 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 I'm just saying, oh, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. I'm, I'm, yeah, I apologise. You are. I'd much rather the way that story ended with of you. Course. You being a pissed idiot. Uh, <laughs> if we keep on the suspension side of things, Cozzy Pickett, uh, from this week, let's get back into this week's side of things, the big stuff that's happened this round. Cozzy Pickett gets one week. Hmm. That's a disgrace. I'm, I can't say that any more clearly. Uh, he, he, the only way this isn't a bigger story is because Melbourne aren't playing in a prelim. Can you imagine what would be happening this week? It'd be worse than Maynard. Have to be. Well, yeah, I mean... It, it, 
a one week suspension if that had stood. They win a premium. He plays in a grand final. No, yeah, but the yeah. AFL, like the AFL, should be challenging this now. I know he's not playing in the prelim, and they're going to just wipe it under the table. They and will not even talk about it. They should be challenging this. This is a player that's done this before. Bailey Smith, early in the season, in the exact same spot. If you watch them side by side, they're exactly the same action. So he hasn't learnt. He's repeat offender. He's, I think, I, he has hit Patrick Cripps in the head. So there's two factors to this. Cosie Pickett mm. gets him in the head. Gets one week. I think that's unders. How how is Patrick Cripps not assessed properly on the on the boundary line? And then we're not talking about it. I haven't seen anything about Patrick Cripps. We've seen a bit of weedering, right? We saw what happened to weedering at the end of that game. Uh, uh, Port Adelaide were fined a hundred thousand dollars over the, an incident that that you know wasn't as heavy. But if we're trying to get these head knocks out of the game, uh, I don't understand how Cripps and weedering don't get put in HIA and, and at least a twenty minute assessment on the ground. Well, weedering. Well, this has come through the club, and obviously the, the, there's a bit of spin happening here. Potentially, they're saying he was struck in the throat. Just <laughs> watch it; he gets hit in the he gets hit in the chin, but and Sco- he's stumbling around. But, but Scoey, this is this goes back to my point, and I, I've got I've got no issue with clubs trying to. I mean, this is their their season on the line here, I and agree. one of your best players. So I can understand clubs doing it, but that's why I say take out the. the Take out the the. I'll go give you a stat shortly. Take out the pre-finals buy because this is where clubs are now. They're going to try and skirt the system, and this is you know one where Crips. I think the AFL's clear Carlton with the Crips weedering incidents. So so off the back of that, you just have to oh. ha- have to look at and, and and question the picket one is is one that I totally agree with you. Well, we're we're taking the piss basically. So um, well, people have told me that an independent doctor won't work and it'll be too expensive. Apparently, AFLW have independent concussion doctors. Do you know that? Did yes. you know that? No, I didn't know that, to well, be honest. There you go. So they've got that. So if it's good enough for the AFLW, I reckon it's probably good enough for the AFL. How, uh, yeah, Weedering and Crips, nothing nothing to see here. All good. Got a prelim to get to. We're not taking it seriously enough. Patrick Cripps was concussed. He w- he got chased down three times after he came back on the ground and got hit, hit in the head again, and there was no action. I, I, I just thought that was incredibly disappointing. And even more disappointing in the AFL, there's no follow-up from them. No, exactly. And what we have seen is two clubs bow out um, in straight sets. Melbourne mm. for the second year in a row, uh, not since 1986-87 when the right? Sydney Swans, uh, different final setup, uh, have gone out. Have they uh, become um, victims of losing two matches in succession? So to Port Adelaide. Just a quick, this is obviously through Sir Swamp Thing, who does a great job. Interesting stat. Under the current final system from 2000 onwards, the win-loss ratio for top four sides in semi-finals. Without a pre-finals buy, so yep. play through, 28 wins, 6 losses for your, your top four sides. Yes. Uh, since we've had the pre-finals buy, 8 and 6. So it's very much a, a 50-50 as opposed to the advantage to the top four sides. So um, that's make why, of that what you want. That's another reason to be bringing in the buy before the grand final, I think, to, to benefit those who deserve it. And the better sides are going to hold up better in the early stages of the finals without a break. Yep. The teams that are going to benefit more are the ones that are going to sort of roll the dice a bit. But does that take away the possibility, as we saw in 2016, of the Western Bulldogs and the emotional run they went through to get to a grand final and win it? Compare that to, say, what the Giants are doing. Well, no, because, I mean, the Giants were rolling anyway. I mean, they've won 10 of their last 12. <laughs> but but they, to do to not have a break would have made life a bit tougher for them, let's be honest. Would have? Oh, 
I, th- I think so. Yeah, I probably. I mean, Sam Taylor may not have played in that first week. I don't know. There's, yeah, that's a good point. So there's, there's a couple of issues there. But look, I, I think there's a, the romance now of, of the Giants coming from way back in the pack to to potentially get to a grand final. Uh, but yeah, those numbers uh, speak volumes. Just bring your mic down a little bit, Skeeter. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. <laughs> keep it going. Give it again. Carlton defeat Melbourne by two points. We will get into the GWS shortly. Just in case you didn't realise, Skeeter, I'm all over the Giants this week. They Clearly. are absolutely sizzling. Carlton defeat Melbourne by two in the first prelim. Uh, it was the first prelim since 2000 for Carlton. So it's been a... Massive. Uh, it was all coming up, sorry. But um, I don't know how Carlton won this in the end, to be honest. 9-17 Melbourne kick. Now, yeah. you saw and called the game. I, I didn't have that opportunity, but they... Butchered the game, Melbourne. It's a, it's a, it's a choke. I hate to say this, but they, they've choked themselves out of uh, contention again. Now that's not talking down the Blues form no. coming into this. They've won eleven of their last twelve, and you can't you can't give them any more credit than than uh, you know the highest level. Given you know Michael Voss's name was being thrown around as he's someone who should be sacked during the year, um, they've gone on a massive run of eleven uh, games over the last twelve. Um, there were some big players and guys that stood up, and, and I do want to speak about that moment. When I was calling the game um, on radio, I kept saying over and over, there's just there's going to be – what happens in finals footy in close games, there's going to be moments. Mm. like they're, they're, And that's the most exciting thing about finals. There were some big moments for some Melbourne players, like Max Gorn taking that big mark on the goal line. He, he goes around and he hits the post. I don't know if you remember that one. He snapped around and he's mm. left bit later in the game. But that last play – Jack Viney wins the stoppage. He has the entire field. He could have kicked that. And I reckon he's picked out a one-by-one one square. It was a cheap little short one. Well, he kind of just shanked, shanked it. it he came yeah. out under pressure. And all I'm saying, it's not, not Jack Viney's fault, but... Territory. W- Weiring was just sitting there, and it just happened to go to him. He got it, turned inside, and then you see the play. The young fella, Hollands, that had come onto the ground. He wheeled around. Um, unfortunately, well, I thought he played really, really well, but McVie has a play at the Doherty mark, and he overcommitted. Yeah, it actually took me back to one of my first years in the in the AFL, and similar incident. Not not in, you know not an elimination final, but the ball up in the air like that, and you've got a player in front of you, and they're going to mark it. I did exactly the same as McVie, sort of reached around to try and spoil the ball, and you go to you know he's trying to do the right thing and clean spoil the ball, misses the player. Player goes. That is the worst possible scenario. the The best case is you spoil the ball. the 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 worst case has to be you stop your man. So I remember doing that. What McVie did, and uh, John Worsfold called me after the game. Was like, "You ever do that again? You you never play here again. Basically, you take the body." Yep. So pretty much the rest of my career, any spoil like that, my whole body would go through the player. And if it was a free kick, if they fell over, so be it. ball. If he marked it, good good work. But he just had to get more body on, unfortunately. And then kicks long. Bit of a Dom Sheed type scenario with Blake Akers, who just drifted forward after trying to stop Jack Viney's kick. He just ran forward without the ball. Ended up four on two in the goal square. Uh, Mitch McGovern's action goes underrated. Yeah, it was a good, very, very subtle. He, he was never in a million years trying to mark that, but he had the nous to put his hands up as if he was trying to. Blocked his man. Akers puts it in by about an inch. Imagine if he'd hit the pot. I don't know, Harry Mackay. Anyway. Um, it was bloody. It was amazing. It was and huge. Apparently, the, the noise was 
the rocked the MCG. Security was saying it was the biggest noise, the loudest noise they've heard for, for Yonks. And yeah, Acres massive. Hasn't he had a good finals campaign? Um, nah, the Blues are Blues are playing super footy. Their role players are doing their job. Yeah, I'm not sure they can go up to Brisbane and get the job done, but they're on a, a wave of emotion, and, and it's, it's good to watch. I'm, I'm in loving it. Did you like Sam DeConing's work? Fantastic. I loved it so much that Robbie Williams has decided to... Conings in the air, everywhere I look around. <laughs> Conings everywhere, leaving bodies on the ground. And he's better than his brother. <laughs> Conings in the air. <laughs> What's uh, Tom's brother's name? This is terrible, man. Nah, it's a fair question. I've got no <laughs> idea. <laughs> You're asking me. Who's a premiership player, mate? He's a premiership player. Yeah, go. Sam DeConi. So yeah. Sam's got a whack from Robbie Williams. Like, I think, look, Tom Tom would have woken up saying that thing, like, how good is my life? But I reckon as a brother, again, he would have he would have been on the phone to Sammy going, how about Robbie, this, mate? You com- like- I'm better than you. <laughs> Sucked in. Robbie, how quick was... Now, the Carlton... Yeah, my daughter's ringing me. I might just give that's Olivia. So you can. Okay. No uh, can I court? No, I can't do it now. Thank you. Um, working it out. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I don't think I just wander around aimlessly through the day. They've got stuff happening. Um, Robbie Williams, that's great effort by the Carlton marketing department or social media team to get on him. I reckon he's. Do you think this is done pre-recorded, but prior to? No, no, I reckon he's. I reckon he's. Of done his own it. bat. Well, because he played at the AFL Grand Final. Yeah, remember, apparently so. did. He, well, I was caught outside trying to flog a ticket. Remember, and I was—I didn't get to sell. I didn't sell the ticket. I missed Robbie Williams, and then I got inside, and the ticket value went went like a, you know the stock exchange crash, and every like goal got kicked in the first quarter by Geelong, as so I ended up uh, yeah worth zero. So he did. He did play, and so I reckon he knows about. It. I reckon he was watching it. It looked like it anyway. I don't know. Mate. Good on him. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, Blake Akers, you mentioned, was unreal. Sam Walsh was unstoppable. 34 disposals, Probably best two on. goals. Yep, best on. I thought um, Chera was very good too. So, Freo fans, bit of a shout out to a couple of players. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a little. Why do you have to do that? I mean, the, the Chera one was unavoidable. They couldn't. No. They, Akers, was Akers a bloke they could have kept somehow? I think so. I think he just wanted a bit more money. money. They wanted a bit more a bit, love. Bit, yeah, a bit more valued. And, and oh, he was the biggest one, you know. Like I, I pretty no, you did Pretty yeah. happily say I was pretty critical of letting him go because he's just so important to their structure. And you can see what he does as a winger for Carlton. Look, he's going to be in doubt for the prelim, though. His shoulder's been cooked for a few weeks now. Acres? Yeah, acres. Like, he's been carrying his... Like, he can barely lift his arm. So... Can I jab that and just do what well, I can? Well, I can, but I think it's a crack in. I think it's a crack in his collarbone. So not much you can do with a bone. Bear in mind, the late Darren Mullane played with a broken thumb or broke, yeah, of that nature in 1990 and played through finals. And what does it mean for Melbourne? Melbourne, the first team to bow out straight set losers two years in a row, holding that record. No one else has ever done it. Now they're talking about listening to Melbourne radio over the weekend. They're talking about this as a as a missed opportunity for a, a group of footballers that one obviously one flag. And now um, face the prospect of finishing their careers with one flag, unless they can change the narrative. At the Which moment. is nothing wrong with Skater. No, 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 I understand that. But they're saying that, and they would have said it after eighteen, the Eagles to go on and win two. They generally yeah. say that, like. Yeah. But in this case, Melbourne probably to to go back to after their grand final win the year afterwards. They were they were eleven and zero. Was that is that I'm thinking the right season? Yep. And they ended up falling short against Brisbane in a final again. So. Yeah, I, there's, there's, 
They've, big they've, question marks. They've lost a couple of tight games, though. They lose the qualifying final in a but tight that's, one. But that's because their forward line, Scully, is, is... I know. They lack lack any... You look at their forward line, they'll get the opportunities because of their entries. I mean, they had 69 entries against um, Collingwood. But so that, that should be an easy fix, though. And, well, and they're not an ageing side. No. Well, Van Royen is going to be a player. Yeah. But they do need to find that. I mean, they've got Wiedemann in there to try and... Add that that height. Ben, you know, Brown went, ben Brown went away this ben year. Ben Brown's been injured, and I'm not sure he's the answer in the next year or two. So that you're right. If they if they can get that that forward set up uh, perfected or certainly improved, they they again like the midfield's so good. The back line's steady, but the the window's still open. But it's it's you know you don't get forever to win flags. No, you, know? you don't. I, I just think that they're they're it's it's it shouldn't be panic stations. It's clearly disappointing. Like. And there's going to be um, 17 teams that are disappointed this year as well, just as disappointed as Melbourne are. Melbourne, right at this moment, are no different to West Coast and Fremantle, who both had shocking years. Making a semi-final, mm. making a prelim final, it's a point that I'll make about both these sides going in there. Carlton, off the back of this, incredibly emotional, massive game, a lot of pats on the back, fan bases up and about. That can go both ways. It can be momentum and you can really take on Brisbane in Brisbane or you can fall in a heap and losing a prelim, honestly, there's no difference between losing a prelim and getting knocked out before finals. It's 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 still a failure. It, it is it is still a failure. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think you can, if, you, if you're going to draw that comparison with clubs missing the eight and what the Giants and what the Blues have done now, again, going back, I think, to round 15 or thereabouts, these two sides were were miles outside the eight in terms of ladder position wise. They, they were they were they were on struggle street. This is you know before Carlton went on their run, the Giants went on their run. But it, to make the prelim final, obviously you you want to want to win it. But I give I think both clubs will sit back after the the pain if they get beaten this weekend. Carlton will go nah, that's a that's a tick for us. They get a tick. I understand that, but it's not until you win a premiership that you yeah. realise every other year. Although they were fun, although winning's great, although great experiences. It it they they pale in significance like by a long long way. So uh, look, I, I just hope one or others can. Um, I, I hope either Carlton or GWS can get up, and I hope they can win the flag. And I think mate, one of them may may do skate. Oh, so. that's that's a yeah, yeah, that's great. Bold call. We got a bold call. No, yeah, bold prediction. Um, I don't know if we do. Maybe a bit of a roll of the dice there. Get your tickets for Dice. Dice, um, September 22. Thank you. That's coming up. That's this Friday. Is it is this Friday. This That's Friday. Get your tickets to Dice. This, this, yeah, I think they're almost sold out. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I think they're The weather's okay, I think. They're going to be really nice uh, through Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, go and check out Dice. I'd jump on Shelter's website to get some tickets there. Uh, let, let's get on to the next game, shall we? GWS defeat bought by 22. <laughs> Jack Buckley, you need to cut a little bit of that. Jack Buckley, uh, he was outstanding. So I look at your social media, Twitter, and you've got now got a headshot of Jack Buckley. I do, mate. So I'm just going to start with the best. He was outstanding. Uh, 11 spoils, 31 percenters. Their back line was very good. Sam Taylor, of course. Sam Taylor was very good. Jack Buckley was slightly better than Sam Taylor, but they both saved goals. Jack Buckley fingertip one. Sam Taylor saved one with his calf. Um, Their back line was good. Their midfield was great. Elite. GWS, and that's great. where that's that's where. And you looked at you looked at how they're, they're. I mean, Lockie Whitfield. I don't know if anybody was even remotely within his uh, postcode for the first first. He call. was. He outworked everyone. He just ran and created. And um, Tom Green was 
Tom Green, what a bull. Now, now, Carl Langdon said to me off, he goes, this bloke will win a Brownlow medal. And you know what? I sort of I said, yeah, whatever you reckon, Carl. But when you, I've, I've looked at him really closely this season, and particularly in the, in the finals, his body, big body, he's doing a lot of super work. I mean, when you've got Cornelio coming back, making the impact he has, Josh Kelly was so good in that first final. And yeah. Their their mids are going to be the reason if they get to a grand final that apart from their defence and their, their their forward set up with the, your mate Toby Toby Green and Bedford I guess you could say but they are they are looking on top of the ground at this time of the year which is really really promising. I went on a tweeting rampage in this game as well, Skeet. I said if you can't stop Toby Green, you can't stop GWS. And like although he wasn't the best forward, Jesse Hogan kicked four four. Uh, Toby Green was outstanding and kicked goals. The goals he kicked early as well. He kicked a couple in the first quarter, which because Port that was there. That was when they were sort yes. of asking the questions. Yeah, because if Port jumped GWS at home, GWS gets doubts, and it'll be the same at the MCG this yep. week against Collingwood. If GWS can be in the game at quarter time, I think they're a big chance. And and Toby Green kept him in it with two really clutch goals, and then he kicked that one late. If you remember that that again, it was a it was the sealer. I just thought he was outstanding. Um, you've mentioned them. Lockie Whitfield had thirty three disposals, nineteen kicks, five tackles, um, was amazing. Stephen Cornelio again didn't play thirty disposals. Um, Port Adelaide looked out played at almost every position. Well, they, let's be honest. I think they were cooked. They had played some blokes who were injured, including Charlie Dixon. Not right, Scott Lysett probably wasn't right. Uh, the question is now, does Scotty Lysett, does he finish his career at Port Adelaide? Question mark. He's I'm probably close to finishing, Scotty. Yeah, full stop. Not, not who knows? Him up, uh, he's, he's probably near the end. They just had players that looked um, as if they'd, they'd fired their best shot. I mean, they went on a, on a huge winning run. I think it was, was 13 games in a row, something to that effect. Um, they went from possibly winning the minor premiership to missing a home qualifying final. And when they had to play Brisbane, they, they, their finals performances were as bad as anyone. Let's be honest, Melbourne were beaten by, I think, a combined tally of, what, nine points or something. Yeah. Port Adelaide were pounded by Brisbane and they lost by four goals to the Giants. They never looked like winning that game after quarter time, I didn't think. No, no, I agree. Um uh, like ah uh, yeah, like Rosie and Butters. Like Butters was better than Rosie, but Rosie was unsighted. I think he had fourteen disposals. Yeah, it, when you're good players, um, and they're good players, they're not great yet. You have games like that, and the pressure's on. You, the the best and great players stand up, even, you know, no matter what. That's what has made Buddy Franklin such a great player yep. and Dusty Martin such a great player. That. When the t- their teams need them and they're the best players and they're paid the most money and and unfortunately that, you know who their best player was Willie Rowley I thought he was outstanding Willie yeah kick three yep um he he got them early did he fade in the game probably a bit like the whole the, team the, yeah. playing that small forward role Horn, Horn Francis looked pretty dangerous Horn Francis some of his ground ball yeah. gets early were, were really good um and look at the end of the game for Port Tom Jonas we knew he was retiring and that was sort of a sad moment for him but his calf and his career. You know, it basically come to its conclusion. Travis Boak also feel that at his age and with with what the way he was used the back end of this season, I just get the feeling Port want to ease him out gracefully if be, they can. Be interesting if someone thinks they can use him at, at a club and and do the Sam Mitchell role. Because I think Boak believes that he might have one more left in him. That's just the, yeah. the general consensus. I, but I reckon there'll be a market for him to do what Sam Mitchell he did. He wasn't their worst. They had twenty one touches on yeah. s- on Saturday night. I thought I thought he was better than I thought he was better than Rose. Yeah, he was he was certainly he was in the top half dozen players, I would have thought comfortably. For Port Adelaide. Yeah. Um Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. Now it might be Clanger of the Week, Clanger of the Month. 
re-signing Ken Hinckley before finals. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the table. Mister Hindsight, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I reckon I, I reckon they've had a bit of a mare there, and. The argument that's used for keeping coaches around, and we don't have to look much further than our own backyard here in Western Australia, is who, who's the next, who's the best available, who's on the market? Prelim final weekend, tell me who's coaching. Oh, they're all all young Adam coaches. Adam Kingsley, Adam first. first year. Craig McRae, second year. Michael Voss, second year. Well, yeah, but a recycle, but coming back, yeah, and, and it was year. almost was almost uh, given the the lemon by. A lot of Carlton supporters mid-year. Chris Fagan's been there for a while. Absolutely. But, but, three, he, but he, had to, he had to wait a long time. Correct. So you can't tell me that there's not another Adam Kingsley. 100%. Not another Craig McRae in this group. So it's Uze, it's Jensen Accuser, it's Ash Hansen. It's McWalter, yeah. even if he doesn't get the job at Richmond. I mean, there's there's ample opportunities for a West Coast if, you know, to, to say there's not anyone out there. I think Collingwood, again, is the template to show you. Is McRae second or third year? Uh, second. Second year. So, geez, he's done some yeah. amazing work. And they're, they're one win away from a, a mate, GF. Mate, King, Kingsley, so that's my Thirsty Camel clanger of the week. Don't run over your favourites. Grab your shelves at Thirsty Camel. Um, I, I think they've pulled the trigger on Ken too early because he hasn't he hasn't succeeded at finals. So wait until the end of the season? I think so. Why would you? I think is that was the reason they were concerned about Richmond being on the search for a coach Ken does, and look, Ken's been there, I think, eleven years. So, what should you do? Should you should you negate well, to another club, or should you worry about your own backyard? Well, the bottom line is they they thought, and I think when they re-signed him, they, they're playing finals, they're yeah. playing their top four. So, but Ken, after ten or eleven years, when he hasn't won a premiership, hasn't got to a grand final. Yeah. History says, you know, even with like someone like Adam Simpson, who's been in a club for more than ten years, you've won a premiership, terrific. But to actually, after that, it gets. I think the record of coaches after ten years, particularly in Ken's case, yes. doesn't get any better. So um, I agree with you on that. Uh, perhaps the wrong rein pulled. Uh, my thirsty camel is it Clanger? The Clanger thirsty camel. Absolutely. Now we don't have the audio here of the um, the the pre-game Port Adelaide. Uh, play Never Cherish Apart, yes. which is obviously really uh, iconic for them, and they do it really well. Got the yes. scarves up up there. We were playing that on on six PR as part of our live broadcast, mm. and uh, of course everyone cheers at the end. I, I, I'm hosting. I said, Carl Langdon, Carl, uh, really, he's got no idea with music. I said, mate, that was a fantastic rendition of Never Cherish Apart. Of course, one of the great uh, bands of all time. Uh, who was it? He goes, um, he doesn't follow music, uh, Crowded House. Oh, boy. Crowded House. Oh boy, so, uh, oh boy, oh poor old Carlos. And he admits he got no idea with music, but Crowded House, who, of course, pulled out of the grand final uh, to allow <laughs> my mate's Surprise kiss. Surprise he didn't go with Kiss. <laughs> so, so, a little thirsty. In fact, there are a couple of clangers. Um, can we go with, yeah. as another clanger, yeah. I mean, it's, very, clanger it's a very right. small point, but the altercation, or altercation, was it Rosie? Yep. Um, oh, yeah. And on the boundary with the the water, is it butters or is it rosé? Yeah, yeah, butters, butters, butters. Yeah, I'm, 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 you're I've done you. I've, I've done that to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, butters, and he threw the chair away. He got stuck into the pool, water lady. Um, who's in the right and who's the wrong there? Did you see it? I did. I remember. At the t- I saw it at the time. I was like, yeah, it's a, bit, a bit over the top. Yeah, I sort of it pissed me off a bit because I was going. I was. Giants. I was. F- yeah, fanboying the Giants. Um, <laughs> uh Look, you don't, don't sound like you're strong either way. No, I'm not. I, because I, I don't know if you've seen the footage of Fraser Gehrig. I did, I saw uh, that. He Fraser kicked, Gehrig he literally away. kicks into the fourth row of the stairs. <laughs> the cheeks right. And like, if other players do it, I don't know, maybe if Toby Green did that, just imagine if Toby Green did that. 
Mm. Uh, so I think he's probably getting a little bit of a soft call on it. I think it's. I think it was pretty shit. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't like he it. He didn't have to. I mean, he didn't have to throw the chair and make. She should have maybe stepped back a couple of meters, but she's not. She's just sitting there minding her business. I was going to say she didn't get too upset about it. She no. was like, oh, whatever yeah. you want to do, mate, yeah, dickhead. Yeah, yeah, correct. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, he looked. You know, he was he was pissed off. They were getting rolled yeah, at that correct. stage. So correct. Um, anyway, I'm not going to hang him on that. But um, we'll plenty, just plenty did on social media. <laughs> 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 Will Schofield, Mark Reading, Shell Footy Gas. Couple of listener questions for oh, us, Skeeter. Yeah, Let's finish one this one off. Jack AG24 Port kicked 136 points against GWS last time we played. Thank you very much, Jack. Uh, that say. <laughs> That's what Cal kept saying. He said we, they beat them by 60 points in round 22. They're going to do it. That, that'll just roll on again. I said it doesn't happen that way. Cal. So, well, the big reason was, and, and you would have noticed the pressure that they put on that first half. Toby, Be- uh, Toby Bedford and, and, and Daniels. Yeah, that they were. They didn't play in that game. Mm. And the other one who didn't play was Cal- uh, Callahan. Callahan. Yep. Um, so they're, they're three massive inclusions for them. And I know for a fact GWS think they can beat Collingwood at, at the G. And, and I think they can too. And bear in mind, we did the game early this year. And they've, I think they've won now at 11 different yep. venues. Obviously, they'd beaten, they'd won at the Adelaide Oval previously. But uh, they were towed up by Collingwood on, the, on that day by 60-odd points. Probably their worst defeat of the season, numbers-wise. Yes. So you're and like the Giants, you you think that there's enough momentum. Different side, different side, different side playing a different way. They're three uh, and seven. Yeah, so it's three it's, and seven. It's it's basically. I don't know if they'd look a lot at that game as a as a way of you know trying to beat Collingwood or vice versa. I don't think Collingwood would be looking too much at that game. And either. we'll talk about this later. But Nick Dacos to return, Taylor Adams to miss. Um, I'm surprised Nick Dacos is returning. I saw some footage of him on the weekend. He's still, still limping. Don't, you still don't think he's right to he's go? Still limping, mate. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a prelim. Well, it is. You can't you can't hang around forever, so that'll be a big test for him. Craig Taylor asks if Maynard's action was a suspension, then kneeing someone in the head going for a mark is a suspension too. This has been a pretty common yeah, one. But I, I, I disagree with that because the ball's in dispute there. If you're going for a mark and the, that's your primary objective, the ball is in dispute. It's not. It's neither here nor there. Brayshaw had the ball in his hands. Mm. He was he was possessing the ball. You don't have, Maynard didn't have the ball. Yeah, okay. And he, I know he's trying to smother. If he partially smothered it and cannon into him, but he didn't didn't touch the ball. Yeah, it's going to be it's just going to be a difficult one to adjudicate. Like are, I, I agree. with Are you on the Kane Corn thing with this marking thing, knee to the head type stuff? Well, no, no. But I would say though, if you go up to take a hanger, yep. you knee someone in the head. You don't touch the ball. You should be reported. That's generally you, regarded as an unrealistic attempt, isn't right? It, and say? you should be reported, and you should be suspended. Which went, which we don't do at the moment. So, look, I, I, I think I can definitely put my hand up and say it's giving me a difficult one to control. Um, and I don't think we'll lose the the specy. But players are just going to become more and more careful. Like I, I'm not someone who's sitting here saying I like the fact that these are going out of the game, big hits, being more physical, big blocks, big shepherds, big tackles. I love all of that. That's mm. like what how I played. But it's. Just bad luck. It doesn't matter if I like it or not. This is the way the game's going, and it has to go this way. Yeah. Uh, if the future of the game yeah. holds and, up. And people criticised Laura Kane. I thought what she did to refer it to the tribunal was exactly the right call for the incident, which was so unique. My criticism, I had no criticism of that. I thought that was a great call by her. She needs to step up and do the same with Pickett. Even, like, in a moment mm-hmm. where no one cares and it's been swept under the rug... They should be challenging that and saying, this. we cannot have this in the game. Anyway, that's my criticism. Jared Wilson, last one. G'day, boys. Can we please see the vision of Skeet landing in the plane from your trip to Bustledon this year? Some of the most underrated footage going around. Cheers, really? lads. 
No, well, I, have we got that? Only, only reason because I was cramped. Uh, I'm not huge. Like I don't mind sitting in uh, preferably business. If I'm yeah. flying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting in this plane, and you three blokes are taking photos. And so let's do a couple of uh, death rolls. I'm saying, can we just get this on the terra firma so I can go and have a shelter and relax? So yeah, it's not my first choice of travel to go in a what is it, three seater or a two seater? Jaden, if we could just roll some of that during the week, um, yeah, that'd be great. Week, uh, and speaking of uh, a bit of feedback. Again, uh, I've had a 30-year career in doing radio, TV, etc. Yeah, well, only because it keeps coming back to uh, hosted the Hammersley Kareen Amateur Footy Club, uh, fairest and best awards. Well done to them. 50 years had a pretty shite year on the field, but they uh, know how to party. They can uh, drink the boys and girls there. Uh, anyway, did some selfies. <laughs> seriously, did some selfies, and it? all they wanted to talk about was you and I sitting here talking shite on the shoulder footy cast. So shout out to the Hawks, uh, great bunch of guys and girls. And um, and there we go. Yeah, just um, who knew that our careers, well, certainly you're an ex-footballer and I'm uh, what are you? now an ex-journo by the sound of just, just a podcaster. <laughs> and I still haven't listened to one episode of anything. <laughs> I don't know how to find it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God, Skeeter, you done me. I'm done and dusted. Footy cast at Shelter Brewing, send us an email. Footy By the cast. way, Sharks, Phil Thunder, we'll talk about them on Thursday in the Waffle Grand Final. Should yes. be huge. Sounds Optus. Good. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.